I don't want to play an Elder Scrolls game with a controller. <laughs> Pangelina, take it easy. Wait, I mean, Mike, take it easy. One, you got crack showing. Two, he's from another time. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got the Pangelina brothers fighting. Uh, Mike just showed some cracks, so it's X-rated, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you want video of this, it's going to cost you. Uh, all right, that's fair. I need a mouse. Well, I can't play Skyrim. You're too hard on the boy. He's from another time. Where are you going? Chilling with the old Taku this week is the young Taku. They might remember you from such episodes as JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, we did that, and I like fell asleep. Yeah, oh, you guys kept talking. It was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good that he was there because you were you were out of it. Uh, well, I when, usually when we're in the same place, I'm working during the games. Ah. Your ass is all worn out. <laughs> face into the microphone. <laughs> you got much needed rest during the JoJo's episode. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. But anyway, we just finished watching that new shit. That good shit. Ah, yeah. Hero Academia. I've been told you're a fan. I'm uh, I'm in love with it. <laughs> I finished season one before season two started airing, and then I read all of the manga up to where it is. Oh, damn, and so you're ahead of us. Yeah, now I have dreams about it every night. <laughs> yeah. All right, which characters are in those dreams? Inquiring minds <laughs> want to know. Yeah, it's better. I bet it's the hard guys. Neither <laughs> <laughs> confirm nor deny. Yeah, I had a dream where I got in a fight with the fire ice guy. Hmm. I was the main character guy, and uh, it was really weird. <laughs> Yeah, did you win? Uh, it was unclear. You better one boy. <laughs> we don't want a lot of winners in this family. Oh, dude. Oh, so 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 does that mean Mike was Endeavor in your dream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> what was the last dream you had about me jumping cables? Uh, last dream I had with you in it. I can't remember. I don't know if I remember the last dream you were in of mine. Last yeah. dream I had with you in it. See, I don't see you enough. It's hard to tell because, like, sometimes people I know will just be in the background of shit. Mm. So the yeah. possibility is high. You were just kind of like hanging out in the cut while I was doing some weird shit in the last dream I had. That's what I like to do. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, background-filling dreams people have where it's just, like, faces that you see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was the first episode we watched? Like, uh, that was the end of the cavalry battle. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad, I think it was the perfect amount of the cavalry battle. It seemed like it was stretched pretty long, but... 
No, it's actually only two episodes. Only two episodes? Yeah, well, there's one episode of forming the teams. Hmm. Yeah, it's. I think it's paced appropriately given how much happens during it. Yeah, they. we actually get quite a bit of information in that, specifically insight on certain quirks and uh, the first inkling of uh, Fire Ice Dude's backstory. Yeah, he's like overly it's not that he has too much backstory because it's interesting but I'm wondering like why him and not like some of these other guys uh I think it's an important parallel to draw to the main character they're both living in the shadow of another more powerful character mm-hmm. but I guess he's kind of like the I guess you're right he's kind of like the the shadow version of uh, that dude, he has a yeah. poor relationship with his his uh, his uh, sperm donor. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's contrasted too because while uh, Izuku is trying to become more like All Might, uh, Todoroki is trying to become less like Endeavor. Yeah, huh. he's actively yeah. striving to not be like him. That, that's true. <laughs> I like that it kind of brought us into this weird discussion of almost like eugenics or something yeah. oh yeah that there are uh quirk marriages quirk eugenics <laughs> it's, it's, it's like... another really interesting thing i like how much the author puts into the world in terms of like oh yeah just all the logic is really internally consistent like mm-hmm. of, of course that would happen yeah yeah you would have something it's, like that and uh, something about that uh, uh, struck me as very like heihachi mishima-esque <laughs> Yeah, similar type of thing, where it's um, it's it's a well two things. One, it's a parent sort of forcing their ambition on their child, and two, it's uh, everything for the sake of power. It's diabolical. It is kind of messed up, especially coming from what is supposed to be the number two hero in that world. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, using your. Uh, forgot what I was going to say. Using it's your like, kid as a guinea pig for science experiments? Yeah, yeah using your, your kid to fucking to try and create a dynasty of your own evil. Mm. <laughs> well, it, uh, it's another good thing about this arc is that it really sets up a lot of, of stuff that early episodes are building on, in that not all heroes in the professional heroing world are uh, noble, necessarily good natured. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, we've also established that there's different motivations. I mean, um, I don't remember. I think it was Uraraka. I, I, something, uh, we, we do, Daniel, is we usually end up referring to characters by, like, nicknames or code names. So <laughs> I'll be calling her Gravity Girl over the course of this podcast. But, um, totally understandable. It took me a while. I had to read the manga to fucking to learn anyone's names. Yeah, for the names to stick. Um, but yeah, she's established as uh, wanting to actually make money doing this. It's like her primary concern. And even mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily nefarious, but it's uh, not everyone's just, uh, to quote a certain someone, I want to be the very best like no one ever was. Yeah. yeah. Also, what's her face? With the She was basically Inspector Gadget in that one episode. Oh, yeah, where she turned her, her match into an infomercial. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. 
it, yeah, that whole the whole tournament setup really get communicates a lot about the world in terms of like tertiary things and, and jokes. Just like you find out that there's a, a business course and like a mm-hmm. what all the different courses do. General studies. General studies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Which yeah, one would you like to be in, Daniel? I mean, ide- like ideally the hero course, yeah. but I'm yeah. probably going to, if I were if I were there, I'd end up in the general studies course probably. Yeah. But um, as established by uh, Racerhead, um, not all of the quirks uh, display well during the entry exam. So yeah. what they were establishing with the brainwashing guy, his quirk is actually one of the most busted things in existence, but... Um, there's no way he could have really established himself during it. Yeah, and I'm like, I think that there's the implication that that, I mean, the way he talks about it, I think there's an implication that the the entrance exam being that favored could be a reason why people become villains sometimes. Yeah, um, I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah, definitely. I can definitely see that people just feeling uh, dejected, rejected, or feeling like they weren't acknowledged could lead to that. Add to that the fact that uh, one of the things that kept popping up during the small time uh, brainwashing guy was on screen was that uh, his power seemed better suited for villainy. Yeah. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of the purple man. Yeah, he was kind of purple too now, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, purple haircut, and he's well. His power was exactly the purple man, except for he had to. Uh, he was he had to, to make. Yeah, he had to make you respond to a question. Yeah, but that's like I don't know. It was interesting to see that to realize how like dangerous that could be. Like he could have made that kid do anything. Yeah, he mm. could have made him pull down his pants and take a shit. <laughs> I guess he could have. Yeah. Wow, you'd you'd do well with that power. <laughs> oh God, I'd say, Mike, you're probably the worst person of the three of us to have that power. Why? I'd use it responsibly. No, you wouldn't. I, I probably would just like never use it actually because I I would just feel bad. <laughs> actually, you know what I thought? Like, let's hope I would so. Use for eventually, would I would be a, a hostage negotiator? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of I mean, that one guy in the crowd even says that that cork would be really good for dealing with villains just because you could talk them down. Yeah. 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 I think uh, there was already a bunch of heroes by the end of that scoping them out. Like, yeah, how useful that would be. That's a I mean, I'd probably use that power to get free drinks at fast food restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat for free forever. Yeah. So I, would, I mean, that's my line of ethics and morals. Is Unlimited I'll get a free pizza. drink. I don't think I could make a whole meal mine free. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, brainwash guy uh, Shinzo. He's uh, yet again another parallel to the main character. Yeah, I remember. Uh, it almost kind of inverts in, inverts inverts the sort of shown in trope where a character monologuing or diet or dialogue during the fight acts as a character development. And Iku was sitting there with his uh, hand over his mouth, like I can't respond. It was literally like, okay, I can't further this guy's uh, development, or I'll lose this match. <laughs> yeah, it's probably why they had to give you the flashback after the fact. 
what's up with anime and like stadium battles? Why does Japan love stadium battles? Because they're cool. Oh. Why? They're cool as shit. That's shit. why. Why? Um, some of it might have to do with uh, their specific take on pro wrestling. On um, what? Pro wrestling. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, they uh, their events are frequently in giant stadiums. Um, it, it's it's kind of divided between the two. Whereas you'll get a range of venues and uh, wrestling in the West out there. It's either tiny ass house show or big stadium, and no in between. <laughs> Another thing about that, too, is that the tournament setting from a storytelling perspective, really, uh, in terms of anime, it it provides a safe, controlled place to explain abilities and maneuvers and powers. (laughs) Yeah, that's um, that's a pretty common trope in the in the shonen anime, shonen manga is to have like an introductory tournament featuring the main characters or have some situation where the primary uh, antagonists end up fighting each other. Uh, the fight between them ends up being, like you said, a means of displaying their powers to the audience. To when did this degree. become a thing? Because I can't really think of too many shows that we've watched that have had a stadium fight. If I had to guess, it was popularized by Dragon Ball. Yeah, uh, A lot of the uh, shonen tropes nowadays were... Uh, popularized by either Dragon Ball or Fist of the North Star. Uh, so I told Daniel to tell this story. <laughs> he didn't remember when I brought it up. No, I, 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 I like, I vaguely, when you said the name of the story that you, you called it, I was like, I can see where this is going. <laughs> but I don't remember that specific. You don't remember it at all? I think I remember the... That I know the scene you're talking about, and I remember watching it, but I don't remember. <laughs> Tell them what happened. So apparently, uh, okay, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm sure you know uh, Jumper Cables, but in Dragon Ball, in Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z specifically, there's a character named Mister Satan. Ah. <laughs> um, for those of you who watched uh, older dubs of this, he was called Hercule, but his yeah. original name is Mister Satan. <clears throat> But I was watching uh, a dub of it on the TV when I was little. And my dad walked in right as a scene. uh, It was a stadium (laughs) filled with adoring fans chanting Satan, Satan (laughs) over and over again. And my dad made me turn it off. Sure it didn't do well for his uh, opinion of anime. <laughs> oh, God. My dad loves anime now. It's true. He's watched a lot with us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's really into fucked up shit. He likes when <laughs> bad stuff happens. Yeah, like what? He loved Attack on Titan. I still haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it either, actually. Uh, he liked uh, Bacchano. Bacchano's fucking good. Yeah. But, yeah, it does get pretty grisly. <laughs> And in general, he likes to see like crazy shit that he's never seen before. Yeah, that's why he liked Kong. He's like, I just want to see some crazy shit. It's true. <laughs> something big, something crazy. Um, I guess on the subject of big and crazy, uh, 
Where should I take this? I don't know. Uh, I think the logical place to take it would be to something big and crazy that happened in that. Well, well, I'm trying to decide which one I want to go with. Oh, big and crazy. There's the... Uh, the ice one? The ice <laughs> one. Ice Where man. he froze like, froze like a quarter of the stadium. Yeah. I love that, that, that scene. Cool. I love that everyone cheers for the loser. They're like... You did okay. It's like, don't worry about it. Well, what cracked me up is that Ice Dude's actually embarrassed about it afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> he iced himself. He's like, uh, sorry about that. I uh, kind of lost it. Yeah. It I wasn't was, you yeah. I was mad at. It was my dad. Yeah, his old man was like, you're going to hit the full potential of your power with that thing soon. And you're going to need to use the fire. And it looks like he, he may have done it. It's like, you're going to give up on this rebellion shit eventually. Yeah. Fuck you, old man. I do what I want. It's not severe daddy issues. Yeah. Well, considering all that's happened to him, I'm surprised he doesn't have... I'm kind of surprised he's not a villain, quite frankly. Yeah. It's surprising that a lot of these kids aren't villains. Well, it's it's another interesting thing about the show. Um, Like... The author very clearly cares about, you know, the traditional view of, of superheroes mm-hmm. right, from an American standpoint. Yeah, there's actually a, like like a like a nod to that when uh, after Deku has the conversation with Ice Guy and he's like, if this were a comic book, he'd be the main character. Yeah, yeah. that was interesting. But uh, it's 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 very telling. It, you really see that that classic comic book optimism through a lot of these characters who mm-hmm. see most of, of what the world has to yeah. offer and are able to persevere. They're all super fucking happy. Yeah. yeah. Or they're super fucking sad and they don't let anything out. There's yeah. like no in between. <laughs> Shinzo's another example of that with his, uh, his backstory of never being seen as a heroic type. Yeah. Kind of a similar thing to, I guess, I, I guess that was part of what I was getting at before, where like Deku was struggling really hard not to say anything to him. It wasn't even just I'm gonna lose this match. It's just like God, this guy is like me a few years back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort of like if if Todoroki's a parallel to uh, to Deku with his his wanting to get away from his uh, his mentor. Mm-hmm. Shinzo's kind of like inverted, where he's like if Deku never got his power but still tried. Yeah, there was something I was talking about in the previous episode where looking at both uh, how crafty Deku is and the fact that the general studies course seems to seems to basically be like a reserve area for people who didn't fall into any of the other courses. It, like, it, uh, it seems it, like Deku could have made it into the academy had he not met All Might. Yeah, it's it's kind of it kind of feels like the general studies course is is a throwaway. Like we got to be a school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're good enough to keep here, but uh, we can't really put you in here with all the other people. <laughs> well, I mean, they let Deku into the same. Well, I guess that was before this. So if you don't have a quirk, do you usually go somewhere else? Um, there are. 
well, remember how where where rare being quirkless is. I mean, I, I'd say most of the people in the general studies course have quirks. They're probably just not uh, immensely effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's established that UA is the best hero training school, but I guess every school has to have like a certain certain types of courses. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are plenty of schools. I mean, if you're quirkless, school sucks, and parents don't, just don't understand. Yeah, well, you, we we do know that others exist because they they reference it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they say it's it's out of all the hero training schools or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's there's stuff in the manga that talks about it, but I don't want to get too into that. Stop trying of, to distract me, Mike. <laughs> for the sake of anime discussion. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I would I would assume that. I mean, he went to a regular middle school for for just learning. Yeah. yeah. So I'd assume there's regular ass high schools. Well, yeah, there's um, something to that in regards to uh, Japan in that um, out there high school isn't mandatory, and uh, and yeah, it's not mandatory out there. Why? Um, I I don't know. I guess that's more about the culture than I have on hand. Um, I think there are different ages too. Well, it kind of is. The their their high school is only three years versus our four. I think it's three. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know how common it is that people don't bother going to high school. Uh, the thing about it though is that because it's not mandatory, a lot of schools require uh, entrance exams to be passed. So the mm-hmm. entrance exam at. Uh, the hero school isn't just a shonen trope. It's actually somewhat common for high schools in general. I'm sure there's a lot of societal pressure to go to high school regardless. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, Japan is chock full of societal pressure. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, alternative to going to high school? Um, usually just starting work at that point. Interesting. Bumming around. I mean, can you go to college? Um, I don't know what the deal with that is. Maybe if you're a super genius? Yeah. Seems to... I, I mean, kids here do that, it seems like. Super mm-hmm. genius. Like mm-hmm. Middle schoolers will take college classes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've definitely seen uh, middle schoolers taking high school classes and high schoolers taking college classes. Mm-hmm. I always have dreams where... I'm like an adult taking like high school and middle school classes again. <laughs> I have those. T- I have those too. <laughs> I think we've discussed this and we yeah. wondered whether or not we would have these dreams if Billy Madison didn't exist. Um, <laughs> see, I think I, I, I don't think Billy Madison factors in that much since most of my dreams aren't funny. I guess most of those <laughs> dreams aren't funny. They're either really cool or really depressing. I think I regret being so sheltered, even though it wasn't really my fault. Because a lot of times I'll have the dream where I go back and then I'm just like, well, I throw my hands up in the air and I'm like, I guess I got to just do all these years over again. Mm-hmm. The current knowledge that I have. I've had a couple of dreams where I'm back in school where like, I realized that 
like what's happening instead of just and I'm just like I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I just start like running. Oh, that's know. tight. You know when I actually <laughs> when I actually have a lot, especially more recently, is I like fucked up like like it's it's more of an actual Billy Masson thing where mm-hmm. I didn't where it's not like I'm sent like it's not like Days of Future Past where my mind is sent back into my younger self uh, and then I wake up naked with bone claws <laughs> but uh, no it's more like I it's more like Billy Madison where I somehow I've I missed like a high school course and then but, I've, but I'm always in back in like high school taking the class and then I'm, I'm realizing wait a minute I did take this like I shouldn't be here like I'm not supposed to be here <laughs> <laughs> I uh so when I went to school, I like really I like I just fucking hate math. I mean I can do it. I just don't like doing it. But uh in like sixth grade I failed my my, my math studies. Like I just fucking didn't do any of the work. <laughs> uh, you get that from me. And uh at the end of the year I was like not gonna pass, but my teacher was like, If you do this over the break, if you do this big packet, this big ass packet of math <laughs> over the break, I'll I'll pass you. And I was like No, it was at the end of the year. It was like, you know, turn this into me over summer break and you know, you'll get into the next grade. And I was like, Yeah. I didn't do it and he passed me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Teacher was like, I am so sick of your goddamn face. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> but uh, I've had I've had a few dreams where that comes back to bite me in the ass. Where he's like, "You didn't do that fucking packet." Fucking FBI guy brings you into a darkened room with the one spotlight, <laughs> throws the packet on the table. It's like, now, you know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> You're going we back. own your ass now. <laughs> Turns into like a born movie. You gonna put this wire on and you gonna ask for three kilos. We try and resist. They got me doing all sorts of illicit underground shit. They start doing some MK Ultra shit to you. Like you can have this once you've killed the target. Uh, thankfully, none of that happens in this show. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little too dark. Uh, Segway, talking about dark shit. Uh, amongst all the stuff that gets uh, mentioned in Ice Guy's backstory, one of which is uh, his mother apparently cracking and pouring scalding water on his face. Yeah, that was pretty dark. Yeah, it also explains. His that, cool scar. His cool scar. Yeah, then. I thought that was like a side of. I thought that was just an aspect of his quirk. Yeah, it's easy to yeah. think that, which is probably why no one questions him about mm-hmm. it. Which is probably also why it's so horrifying to Deku once he realizes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There's some cool quirk effects, though. He, his mother, he only remembers her crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God damn. Dude's, dude's dad was not a cool guy. I guess. No. Not a- no, he seems like a he seems like a shitlord all around. It's kind of weird that he's apparently one of the uh, he's like the number two hero. Is he the number two fucking hero on the in Japan on the planet? In Japan, yeah. they make a point of saying that 
uh, in the beginning. I see. Still, like, I ain't seen anything heroic about this guy so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has a cool stance. Um, I like. He's that, got a cool beard. Yeah, I like that his facial hair is burning. Yeah, <laughs> literal yeah. burning. Yeah, the manga bonus. There's a lot of manga bonus pages that mm-hmm. have information that you just don't get in the show. Mm-hmm. But what the manga bonus page says that he keeps on the flaming beard as a power play. Oh, so <laughs> even he's when do- he's, he's, he's doing it on purpose to look cool. So yeah, he's like All Might. Yeah, except All Might has to do it. Well, yeah, All Might. Uh, his his well, his image factors in in that. Um, it's more about being that emboldening presence. Yeah. Whereas I think Endeavor's just trying to look fierce and scary. Yeah. It's intimidation. It's like, hey, look at me, I'm powerful. Yeah. Like well, there, there could be an element of ego to it in his case. We've been mm-hmm. talking a lot about uh trying to find specific movies where two guys punch each other in the fist. Oh and yeah. We can't <laughs> the we two harsing guys. <laughs> We've been talking about that, but then they did it on the show. It's true. I can't. I know I've seen that in a movie somewhere, but I can't remember which one. I feel like Real Steel did that with the robots. I didn't see Real Probably. Steel. Probably, I haven't seen it either. I feel like it happened in a Marvel movie. Maybe the Iron Man movies. Maybe one of those. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, they're in armor. Yeah. I feel like he. I don't think he ever punched. Wait a minute. Oh well, there was one in X Men. And he's cage fighting that guy in the beginning. Well, that one actually speaks to the, like the actual logistics of like two fists punching. It's just <laughs> gonna look painful versus cool. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, Bucky didn't punch Cap in the fist. He punched his shield though, yeah. and that looked. Yeah. Anyway. I think Iron Man punches the the prototype Iron Man suit in the fist when they're fighting. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the uh, (laughs) two guys with the hardened ability were kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. What I love most about that is uh, everyone's name... uh, It's a pun. Yeah, everyone's name is basically just puns in Japanese, and uh, his in particular is like the most heavy-handed one in the show. It's just like the word metal four times. Yeah, metal, 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 metal. <laughs> <laughs> it is? Yeah, his name is Tetsu 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 Tetsu. Oh, I didn't notice that. Apparently his parents are as stupid as he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of I kind of picked up on some of them, like um, Splody Dick. Like his name literally means like explosion, right? Yeah, the electric guy's name means is, like uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, it does mean like electricity or something like that. You get some pretty primed thumbs up time from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shorten himself out. I don't know why that's his default, but that's. Uh... <laughs> I know he wants to default put out positive vibes, so that's admirable, I suppose. Yeah, I get, yeah. What, what is it they say? Um, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of those fights uh, with Electric Guy and whatnot, the last three fights, the uh, 
the hard fight, the dark shadow fight, and the the laser acid fight. In the manga, those are all like one panel. Like they're just their own lines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he like explains how each fight ended to uh, Uraraka in the uh, when he meets them in the room. Oh, okay. They stretch him out. They, to hold yeah. I kind of I kind of appreciate that though. Getting a bit more yeah. out of him. Yeah, that's, that's one nice. of the, the nice things about the anime is that it it does add stuff that's not in the manga, but it's all it's all to the effect of like adding to the the series. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. In the manga, the fight between All Might and Nomu is very quick, but they they turned it into that amazing sequence. Oh god, I am so glad they did that. That shit was awesome. Yeah. yeah, so cool. In the recap, I was like getting pumped again. He's just Kah! He's like Donnie Yen and It Man. <laughs> He's so cool. All Might is just so cool. Yes. I think that's what's missing from this season so far, is All Might being really cool. We might get some of that. Hopefully we I don't get at know least one season. But there's some good shit. Yeah. No spoilers. I won't. I'm not I'm trying really hard <laughs> with all, all this uh talk about story narrative. There's a lot of stuff I wanna say, but yeah. I can't. Yeah, we'll get to it eventually. Um trying to think. Who haven't we uh, mentioned so far? Uh a lot of people didn't really have big parts this time around, like Garu Garu Girl, and uh, Ballhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he did have he did trick all the girls into wearing cheerleader outfits. He had a great pervy moment, which is interesting. And yeah, I pointed out when I saw it, but they showed some American cheerleaders, and they all had like hideous. They all had the stuff. same nose and the same square shaped <laughs> blue eyes. Yeah. I really love seeing Japanese interpretations of anything American. It's always <laughs> a treat for me. I kind of like that, too. <laughs> oh, man. I appreciate that in general about Japan. Is that When it comes to other cultures, they just don't give a fuck. <laughs> they, they'll, do, they'll do research, but then they'll just like it's, um, as much possible it's a definite give and take because um one thing i really liked about uh, manga and anime to a lesser extent is that uh the creators really obsess over things and kind of like pour themselves into it so if uh, a certain manga or anime is in another setting or features another culture prominently they'll like really go all in on it and do their best to do it justice. Whereas um, <laughs> if it's kind of a periphery thing, then it's usually just uh, on the bad end of some really messed up jokes. <laughs> Which I appreciate. But yeah, now that I think about it, there are, it seems to be a lot of like, like uh, what was the Eden of the East seemed to, I don't know if I'm just, Speaking out of my butt, but it seemed like they had a handle on American politics somewhat. Yeah, just politics in general. But politics in general, um, like dealing with social and political issues, seems to be the creator's wheelhouse. Since Mm -hmm. um, we also see a bit of that in Standalone Complex, but there was a um, appreciation. There was a sensitivity attached to it that I appreciate. It's like it's a it's a very post nine eleven. 
anime. Yeah, it is. I think there's a lot of commentary about wealth, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the sensitivity since um, there is, and I think it's probably with the uh, older portion of Japan, an element of resentment in regards to primarily World War II, but also the demilitarization of the country. Yeah. Which I think, I think is it no longer in effect now, or are they... The JSDF thing? Yeah. I feel like that's still how they handle their business. Because I could have swore there was like something about them being able to uh, move towards actual militarization, but I don't know for certain. Hmm. Huh. Seems weird. I, I don't know. Not up to date on Japanese politics. Mm. I'm pretty busy with American politics. <laughs> I only just recently found out that the royal family doesn't have a last name. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It is a bit strange. What a bunch of freaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Disgusting freaks. All right. Let's, uh... So what is the royal family? I didn't, I forgot that they, who was, so Emperor Hirohito was just, Hirohito? Yeah, I guess that's just what they do. I think maybe I mean, Emperor becomes your last name. <laughs> yeah. But uh Michael yeah. Emperor. Yeah. That's what you could do if you had that brainwashing power. Make myself Emperor? Yeah, of Japan. Well you could <laughs> Well no, no, you need you need a you phone with English. you need a phone with Jewis in it to do that. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um no, only thing you do with the brainwashing power is convince yourself you're the emperor of Japan. Well, no, I guess if you convince everyone to respond to a question you ask, maybe like over the internet during a live stream. Oh, that'd be fucked up. The problem is, though, is all they have to do is like fall over or get shaken or bump into something and then it'll wear off. Yeah, you all can't you really do. create a standing army like that, can you? It'd be tight, though, if you just like went to a concert and you were like, are you all ready to party? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Throw your money on stage. <laughs> yeah, no. Everybody get naked and fuck. Okay. Well, no, the problem there, Mike, is that once somebody thrusted once, they'd be knocked out of it. <laughs> yeah, but that would so, be... So you would just create like a like a massive well, amount of rape charges. I would say it would be the ultimate icebreaker. <laughs> oh, dear. Could you imagine... They would all come to their senses, and then suddenly they're just balls deep. <laughs> yeah. They're fist deep. Fist deep. Foot deep. Oh, yeah. dear. Hair deep. Ear deep. Oh, God. All right, let's 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 get away from this for a minute. This gets grimier and grimier by the second. <laughs> uh, one character we haven't talked about, but may actually have the most busted quirk, more so than brainwashing guy is a smug-ass blonde dude who has the copy quirk. Yeah, no. Monoma. He's my favorite Class B guy. What did he do again? I remember this happening, but I don't remember. He, he, he just stole stuff, right? He touches people and gets their abilities for like a few minutes. I think, I yeah, I think he can hold it for like five minutes, but he can only use one at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he stole a bunch of headbands in the previous episode. And mm-hmm. through the quirk thing, you you find out uh, how or why or whatever. 
Um, he's very punchable, I want to say. Yeah. Like, right now, I really want to see him get hit. It's really funny. In all the bonus pages, he talks about how he didn't mean to make him very unlikable. He was like, I based him on this guy I knew. And I, didn't, I, didn't <laughs> I didn't realize this guy I knew was a total dick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this isn't the like Frenchy guy, is it? No, no, the Frenchy guy has a like a the belly bell? button. Yeah, yeah the belly blast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the tummy shock. Oh my god! Remember when we used to do the belly slam, Daniel? I'm sure I did. Daniel used to walk up to people and like thrust his belly out and then go belly slam. <laughs> <laughs> I must have picked that up from something. Like a show. That's cartoon. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I but, vaguely remember that. Belly button blast is a pretty good corp, though. Oh, the problem is, is if he does it for too long, he gets a stomach ache. Yeah, I think it's implied that it's like Cyclops, though. Like if he doesn't wear, not like Cyclops, like Havoc, maybe. Like if he doesn't wear the belt, I he, can't control these without it, my Ruby Quartz visor. Yeah, it just kind of like it's too it's too strong, <laughs> so to speak. Like he'll just blow everything up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of wondering, uh, Daniel, is there anything in the manga to indicate that the author doesn't like Bashonins? Um, Because this guy gets shat on, like, every time he's on screen. I don't know. It's it, it's weird. There's, there's nothing... He doesn't say anything about it in any bonus pages or anything, but... Uh... He seems to like to play with those character archetypes a lot, like mm-hmm. uh, Fumikage, the Birdman. Mm-hmm. He's very like classic Chuni. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Bird Guy. He's pretty cool. Black Sparrow face. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. It's it's funny, like especially there was a point where he was walking away and like looking back over his shoulder, mm-hmm. like. What I really like about this show is it feels like like the ultimate prequel to like everything. Something that doesn't even exist. Like I like I love this so much that it's like I want to see where it, I like I'm I keep thinking a lot about where these characters are going to be in like 10 or 15 years. Yeah, yeah. it feels kind of like uh, less that they're going to form a team and more like they're all going to go off and form like be the heroes of their own mangas. Yeah, it does. Because like, seem Bird Guy seems like like he reminds me a lot of uh, a number of characters from Cyborg Zero Zero Nine, but then he also basically has a stand. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, what is it like? I'm trying to think of who else. Like, there's a couple of characters who seems like they'll stand alone. Uh, Fire and Ice Guy, obviously. Uh, mm. Well, it seems like some of them might become villains. He actually, the um, the author does do another manga set in the same universe. Mm-hmm. It's called, I think it's called Illegals. Mm-hmm. And it follows, it's pretty much completely unrelated to the story of, of the main, main manga. Mm-hmm. But uh, it follows a trio of uh, vigilantes who don't have hero licenses or anything. Oh, yeah. They, they talked a little about that. People with, uh, like, unregistered quirks. And yeah, you know, talking about the villains. That's interesting. Have you read it? I haven't. I've been meaning to. Oh, it sounds. I it sounds pretty be, cool. 
I'd be down for anything more in this universe. I was just thinking, like, if a splody dick guy got a manga, he it would he'd definitely be like an anti-hero, if not an actual villain. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, bird guy is it's another interesting like bonus bonus page thing about him is that mm-hmm. his quirk. He's actually got. He gets the bird head quirk from one of his parents and the dark shadow quirk from a different parent. Ah, is <laughs> not directly related. They were drawn to together through their mutual love of black sparrow heads. Or, or, just, <laughs> or just like goth shit. Um, um, what was I going to say? Um, is is there any benefit to the bird head quirk besides having a bird head? <laughs> it's hard to say. Probably bite really hard. Peck I think it's shit out of people. He's probably got a good eyesight. Yeah, he probably has a good eyesight. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think it's well established that quirks don't need to be beneficial yeah. too. Like, yeah. there's a lot of the mutation quirks that are just like they just make you weird looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's it's kind true. of intimidating too. I think it, I mean, yeah, he looks cool as shit, but I imagine it'd be scary <laughs> as fuck if he's like got that predatory stare going at you. Got you cornered in a dark alleyway. Yeah. Um, Gives you that sweet. Uh, deep voice. Yeah, that too. Speaking of, like, Fire and Ice Kid, he, uh... Like, it's it's surprising to me that we've gotten so much of his backstory and, like, almost nothing from, like, Ka-chan, even though... Except that he's a dick. A sporty dick. I feel like at this point, like, we would have learned more about him. It's uh, it's difficult, too, because the pacing of the anime and manga are different. Mm -hmm. Uh... Like this, it, it uh, he really takes his time to give everyone their their moment mm-hmm. to have like an arc or talk about their backstories. Like you can see it in a in Birdman's fight with uh, Creation Girl. Uh, it sets up some character development for her right there. Mm-hmm. Really, really disappointed in herself. Well, yeah, especially since she was one of the uh, transfers people who like got in through um what was it like um what's the term i'm looking for uh um fucking not a recommendation it was recommendation yeah yeah. yeah that's um that's they only allow that for like really high level people because the the other character who got in through recommendation was fire ice guy yeah, and then a couple other like people that we don't get to see because they're not in Class One A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seemed kind of like uh, she got the short end of the stick in uh, a lot of cases here. So, yeah, she's probably due for a big turnaround. Um, I think part of the reason why we're not seeing a lot of uh, Splody Dick is because we got so much of him in the first season. Yeah. Yeah, but we. Even this far, we don't know anything about his backstory. We know yeah, a bit we, about his we, backstory. We, I guess it's his motivation. Because we got the whole shared childhood between him and Deku and his like violent superiority complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far at this point in the anime, all we know about his backstory is that he was basically like talked up his entire life. Mm-hmm. Spoiled brat. Yeah, and like apparently, you know, everyone talked up, talked him up, and didn't punish him for being a total prick. Yeah, 
and seems to look the other way towards his like violent tendencies because this guy is like I think of all the characters there, he's probably the most likely to go evil. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting to see how much of a factor. I guess since it's a story about teenagers, that's not surprising. But how much of a factor, like how they were raised and how their what their parents were like. Mm-hmm. The story, like big time, and you know, it's interesting to see in a world where every child has like immense power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you. This the the anime is really uh, I mean, the series in general is sort of like a superhero origin story, yeah. But like yeah. in detail, yeah, yeah. Like we're not even out of their origin story, really. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, the show's called Hero Academia. I imagine it's literally about the origin. Yeah, yeah. and I hope it keeps going. Like, like if it even if it takes years, mm-hmm. so, like, I see where everybody goes. And there's. Yeah. One thing it reminds me of, which I like a lot, is how the original run of uh, Spider-Man was, where he stayed in high school for quite a long time, and mm-hmm. then eventually he moved into college, and then eventually he graduated, mm-hmm. and he got like real dead, had to work several jobs, and they they aged him over the years. But we really like we know his origin story, but I guess technically his his origin story is like. Him building all these relationships with all these villains over the course of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, like similar to like when you find out that Captain America isn't just wasn't always just the d- time displaced hero. That there was actual stories of him during World War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that plot point wasn't like the basis for him. It, it's a part of it that formed over time. Mm-hmm. But it's the part everybody remembers. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be. I, I think. I think that your your desire for it to go on for a long time will be answered. The author's insinuated that he's got a lot planned. That he, mm. he plans on going through the years. That's pretty cool. It's, That's good. It's. It's. I guess the one reason why uh, Deku taking his time learning his ability doesn't bother me in any way. Because I imagine they've got a lot of uh, ground to cover, and Deku's power is really busted. If yeah. you were to it, master it at any point before like year two, it'd be like, okay, game over. We don't even need to watch. It's like Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The author does a really good job of pacing that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think... Uh, Oh man, I completely lost my train of thought. Ah, uh, that means you've already spent too much time around me. <laughs> my brain farts are contagious. Mm. Mm. But, uh, speaking of his power, he does. We do get some indication that he's uh, figuring it out a bit. Yeah, yeah, he's he's already drawn two successful punches now. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's had to break his fingers really well. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Those fingers are basically like like cannon bullets. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, speaking of long running, uh, I think the series will go on for a while. There's a lot of people projecting that it'll be one of the uh, <clears throat> that with all the all these older animes ending, like Bleach, mm-hmm. the, uh, the big three. 
Yeah, I think the were. only one still going is One Piece. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of projecting that My Hero will end up as the new generation's big three since it's it's rating really high on the Shonen Jump popularity mm-hmm. stuff. It's like number four. Oh yeah, and uh, it's it's probably a really good one since it seems to have uh, a lot of wide appeal across the board. Not only that, but the timing of it coming out in this time is pretty. There's a bit of synergy for it alongside uh, the superhero film craze we're still seeing right now. Mm-hmm. So it, it stands to be immensely popular for a long time. Yeah. wonder if Spider-Man Homecoming will be as good as this. <laughs> I can only hope so. <laughs> Man, this show has made me reevaluate my standards of quality for a lot of hero stuff. Mm-hmm. They handle everything so well. I feel like, even to the point of like addressing a lot of common problems, like the whole rock paper scissors of having superpowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does kind of come into play with certain matchups, like when the uh, electricity guy fights the plant lady. Yeah, <laughs> and she beats him two seconds after immediately. Yeah, even in season one. There's that scene really early on with with the sludge villain, mm-hmm. where all those heroes are just like we have to, we just have to kite him until like a guy with an appropriate quirk shows up. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and again, All Might shows up and beats him two seconds after yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. All Might is kind of the end all. It feels like sometimes like the tick. Yeah, well, he he's kind of an end all, but in a very straightforward manner. Yeah, it's just overwhelming strength. Mm-hmm. It was like, depending upon, the, there is the whole matchup thing. I feel like uh, one guy who I think was probably injured in this way on purpose because of how busted he is, is uh, Eraserhead. Yeah. I love that guy. So he can turn your power off. <laughs> I feel like he's like a, I think like if Mike somehow stopped liking people... <laughs> You could probably be Eraserhead. It's happening very quickly. <laughs> the last year has been insane. Yeah, Eraserhead is is one of my favorite characters. And it's funny, he's even slightly nerfed when we first see him, just in that he's got dry eye. Yeah. Isn't that why he's always trying to sleep? Yeah, I think so. He's trying to alleviate that, yeah. I, I mean, I, I imagine it's probably a side effect of his quirk, too. I said he reminds me of Vincent a little bit. Yeah, I think their designs are pretty similar. Oh, wait, uh, did I mention uh, uh, Ida, a.k.a. Jet Calf's, doing his overdrive? Yeah, that, that was pretty that was neat. T- mm, I love that. That's another uh, bonus, bonus page thing, I think. I don't think they mentioned it in... Uh, in the the manga mm-hmm. story itself, but there's a lot of it, it talks about his, how his diet affects his legs, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the things that helps his legs a lot is orange juice. Oh uh, yeah, he was drinking juice and yeah, talking about trying like a, to recover. <laughs> yeah, there's like a scene in, in when they're all doing recreational activities where he's just got like an arms full of orange juice container and he's just chugging them. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and then there was also when. Uh, uh, metal, 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 metal loss. He was complaining that he didn't eat enough metal prior to the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, 
Oh yeah, we didn't mention um, something that I thought was kind of cool mm-hmm. was uh, when uh, Deku was under my control from the the purple hair, mm-hmm. and he saw like the past bearers of of uh, uh, one for all. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. It's a really interesting scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a lot of theories about that. Uh, one of my favorites is that if if uh, one for all is a, a quirk that stockpiles power over its users mm-hmm. as it goes on, that it might not just be physical strength; they might, you know, gain something in mental fortitude and yeah, and the social mental variety. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. I was kind of wondering if like. Maybe the quirk, like, uh, the stored ability isn't even, like, quirk power as just much as, like, the physical capacity of each person. And mm. as it went over time, it just kind of, like, stockpiled to a monstrous degree. Yeah, that's what I kind of assumed. But I, I, one thing I, I think they said that this isn't the case, but I think it'd be interesting if that were, like, part of the reason why... All Might was sort of degenerating mm-hmm. and Deku sees like he's like oh there's a guy there with eyes just like you and he's like what the fuck are you talking about mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see if it was like sucking his essence yeah. back into his mouth maybe I really enjoyed that concept that he's tied to the people who came before him that wielded the power mm-hmm. yeah in in some way, even if it's just like a faint imprint, yeah, yeah, of their, well, their determination. I, I, yeah, I think like one aspect of that I enjoyed most from the previous season is um, I think they only did it when All Might used the power, but like anytime he did a big hit, there would be this shot of like I don't know, like a dot or a star or something like moving between different points and like tracing a line between all of them. Which I think yeah. was supposed to be, yeah, um, you know, moving between all the people who've had one for all up until him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking cool ass shit, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is not really related to to anything we've talked about, but I uh, <clears throat> I watched the show in both languages. Mm-hmm. Differences. Almost entirely because the English cast is just really, it's a really good lineup. All Might's voiced by Christopher Sabat. Oh, yeah. Vegeta. Mm hmm. And there's a lot of good delivery. That's a, that's a pretty, pretty good pick right there. Um, I've only seen like a handful of scenes from the dub, but it seems like they get it pretty good. It's, it's really solid. There's not a lot. I mean, it's it's they're both so good that it's it's almost hard for me to to choose which I'd prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I do like about Japanese is there's certain characters that have a propensity for using English words. Oh, like All Might, All Might, and uh, Present Mike. Well, yeah, he's he's actually American, right? I'm not sure. No, I think I think he is Japanese. Oh, okay. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, uh, him and All Might. I know I thought All Might was American up until this current season. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing we don't have video right now because uh, Mike is not no longer Mike. He's 
something else entirely. <laughs> you know, maybe there's a maybe there are benefits to making this a video podcast. Uh, there's definitely detriments. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to begin to describe what my brother is currently adorned in. <laughs> uh, yeah, while he does that, let's get to recommendations. <laughs> And uh, that might be kind of difficult because we've recommended a lot up until this point. Yeah, it's almost hard for me to think. I um, I just saw Gurren Lagann recently. Oh yeah, if you like uh, big fights in the the same, I think some of the same animators for My Hero worked on that as well. That's not surprising. I know My Hero is Studio Bones, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize. But they did, uh, I think they did Kill the Kill. Mm-hmm. They, might, they might have even done Gurren Lagann, actually, now that I think about I it. I think Gurren Lagann is um, Gynex. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I'm going to look it up. So I think some of those people, like... Yeah, like maybe Bones snagged some of the people who worked on it. Because Bones is made up of, I think, Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Who did, you know, um... Big O and Bebop. Mm-hmm. Big O is another. Rec- I'm sure I recommended that last time I was on, but I love that shit. Yeah, something that has uh, a bit of a Western appeal to it, which both of these do. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say if you happen to like uh, purple hair and want to see shows with uh, see shows with people who have powers like that, um, Code Geass. The main character basically has a very similar power where he can tell you to do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that, but I've heard it's really good. It's pretty good. If it, you like... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, it's kind of like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! meets Death Note with mechs. Yeah. That... From what I've heard, I think that's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like, if you like the comical aspects of a world with superpowers, One Punch Man is the way to go. Oh yeah, it it feels kind of like um, like a almost like a, a kind of counter programming to this one. Um, it's it's like uh, watching X Men when you want to see the hero thing taken seriously, and then watching Deadpool when you want to see it made fun of. Yeah, it's I think that's pretty apt. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you like uh, shows about schools and superpowers, uh, a certain magical index is an anime that does that. Oh it's, yeah, that's um. Okay, that's kind of in that realm of stuff I've avoided as an old Taku. Um, is it? Is it Moe Bait? It's. I've I've seen all of it. I really like it, but it's very like fan service heavy to like a, like an unneeded degree. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's like plenty. It's it's essentially like a shonen harem anime. Ah, okay. The superpowers are really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot to to like about it, and there's a lot of I like. I wouldn't watch it with my family. <laughs> it's very anime 
in, and it does a lot of stuff about it, it that anime does that I don't necessarily like in excess. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a lot of good concepts mm-hmm. being executed really well in it. Okay, might be something there. Uh, um, I will Angel. say. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, speaking of that, the spinoff show, uh, Scientific Railgun. I think I've seen like two episodes of that. Season two of that is has some of my favorite bits of of any anime I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the only thing about that show I would say is you have to get past like some annoying fan service and a few annoying Moe tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 solid. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm kind of. I think at some point I'm gonna have to pick your brain and uh, see what of like the stuff in that point in time that I just kind of fell off of anime entirely is uh, things I would like. Because I want to say around 2007, 2008, I took a break and like thought to myself, okay, I'm really not into this moe thing. Let me wait a couple years, ride it out, and then come back when it's uh, toned down. <laughs> If it helps, I mean, I don't know what what you're about, but uh, the main character punches a lot of women. <laughs> Which show is this? Uh, certain magical index. It's a show about uh, superhero kids, not superhero kids, but kids with like powers. Yeah, mm. superpowers. They're technically psychic abilities, but they they're all sorts of shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the number one way to get me to watch anything if it's an anime is if it has like robots having feelings or if it has superpowers. <laughs> yeah. I'm down with both of those. Uh, Mike, you got anything to recommend? Uh, if you like stadiums, <laughs> Pokemon stadium <laughs> <laughs> or MLB, the show. No, wait, fuck that. Ken Griffey jr. 64. <laughs> I think that was the one. Mm-hmm. You could like make your own guys and shit. Yeah. Probably. Um, I think we've mentioned X Men as a whole. I don't know if I mentioned X Men Evolution in particular. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. literally super powered kids in high school. Yeah. But the world hates them. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different from the like out in the, out in the open nature that you find in this. Yeah. It, um, There's a lot of superpower anime that I'm just missing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm probably gonna think of like a bunch of stuff once this uh, once we're done. But it's fine. We've got more episodes down the line. Just uh, just add it in post in like a Microsoft text to speech voice. Well, no, we've we've still got some episodes to cover, and God knows how long Hero Academia is going to go on. Yeah, we've already <laughs> no point that. in rushing it. <laughs> we've already done like four episodes on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good ass show. Yeah, it's yeah. a real solid program. Yeah, I feel like that's this has got to be the new bar for shonen shonen manga shonen anime. Just it's, just all of it. I've heard it described as as Naruto, if Naruto executed perfectly everything it was trying to do (laughs) yeah and like the author had some like some element of awareness as to how people were interpreting their characters because like 
like Splody guy irritates me. Like he bothers me on a personal level. But like he the author here knows well enough to portray him in a comical fashion. And yeah. not not assuming you have like raw ass sympathy, whereas in the case of Sasuke it's like Everything about the narrative indicates that you're supposed to be feeling for this guy, and I just fucking hate him. Yeah, there's a and another thing. Another thing about Explodey Guy too is that there's a quality about him where you kind of want to see him become a good guy. Um, like, I, I, for personal reasons, I don't see it, but I can kind of see it through Deku. Yeah. Who. <laughs> Explody dick. Exploding boy. Um, I feel more that so that way about uh, fucking Captain Cold Human Torch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely supposed to like feel bad for him. Yeah, I think he's a more successful take on that character. Though even then, he's not meant to be that like edgy. Like he's not going out of his way to piss people off. He's just very distant. Yeah. <sighs> There's a lot to like about the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the characters are immensely likable, well put together. Uh, fight scenes are really good. Everything's thought out. The humor's on point. Yeah. And don't forget, they're all underage. Yeah, yeah, before you start looking at that, uh, for you... <laughs> Head on over to Rule Thirty Four. <laughs> <laughs> though keep it though though keep in mind like I want to say the majority of anime fans are actually teenagers. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so it's okay. I probably have a lot of crushes on different characters if I was a little kid. Yeah, I think I think I've said like in one of the older episodes that if this were teenage jumper cables, I'd be all over uh, creation chick. <laughs> mm. That's man, you have good taste. <laughs> yeah. I like the teacher lady and the frog girl. Oh, Miss Midnight. Hey, I can still like the teacher lady. Yeah, she's safe. Okay, another another bonus panel thing about Ooh, that. Oh, and giant lady. Yeah. Yeah, her too. <laughs> another bonus page thing about that is uh Midnight's there's a. It might not be a bonus. It might be a throwaway line. But mm-hmm. uh, someone mentions it's mentioned somewhere that her costume apparently used to not include the white spandex Ooh. and had to. Oh my! To, <laughs> to rethink their stance on uh, on costume design. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that like a, like a thing where his editor is like, no? <laughs> <laughs> no, like in universe. Oh, okay. Like, straight up in the universe, she didn't have white spandex, and it, it caused the superhero community to rethink what they was, what was allowable. <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, you're going to be doing weird things to some of the people you save. Uh, <laughs> All sorts of things. Maybe you want to rethink that outfit. Um, you're probably also probably encouraging some people to shift to villainy if they know <laughs> you're going to be the one to catch them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There she is. Quick, act like I'm choking you. That's a big plot point in Power Girl, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. I think I read a Spider-Man comic book where, like, Black Cat was realizing there was a market for that in her. Like, there was a market in that for her. 
<laughs> like she mentioned going on the forums and being like, I think I've read that some people would pay for this. It's another thing I like about my hero is the uh the fact there's like forums and like image boards mm-hmm. where they like just talk about all these real people. Yeah. Superpowers. I really like uh I don't know, one of my favorite things about any any work that includes superpowers is the normalization of them. Yeah. Like, I'm all about using superpowers for mundane shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if I had them. I mean, I I'd want to go the full superhero route, but also I think I've mentioned that if I ever had the power to fly, I'd never walk again. Yeah. I'd just float everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you have anything you want to say, Daniel, to the audience? Um, to all your adoring fans, who probably the only people that are going to listen to this are like friends of yours. <laughs> it's true. We don't have actual listeners. Hey, it would be a start. Yeah. Uh, tell tell your friends about the, the podcast, and you should send uh, Cable Sama your quirk. Um, no, um, <laughs> no one on this podcast is Sama. Not even me. Well, all right, fair I'm, enough. I'm not I'm not comfortable with being a lord because that's more or less what that means. I actually anticipated you saying that. <laughs> You got me all figured out. Well, because then I thought, like, okay, how would I explain this to Mike in the off chance that he didn't know? And then I was like, oh yeah, in the Japanese dub of Star Wars, Vader is probably referred to as Vader-sama. How would I know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, just the sama thing in general. I I took ja- I took like three semesters of Japanese. I forget. <laughs> Yeah, you actually know more Japanese than I do. I have not, however, watched any Star Wars films in Japanese. Oh, I just deduced that. I can't confirm it. But I'm almost <laughs> certain. Peter Sama. Clever girl. There's a lot of room in this uh in this in this franchise for a fan like a like O C type, you know, coming up with uh what your cork would be and all that. Yeah, oh wait, actually, hold on. Because we all did that in one of the episodes. Really? Now it's your turn. The opening and closing theme is Synthetic Highway. Please check out its creator, Submorphine, at soundcloud.com slash submorphine. S-U-D-O-R-P-H-I-E. The preview theme slash promo theme is Anime Raku. Please check out its creator at facebook.com slash squarion S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N Also check out Squarion's Flash Project, Project Stick at facebook.com slash project stick For old episodes and new episodes as they come out please subscribe to us on soundcloud.com slash radio. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook Facebook.com slash radio on Twitter at Radio, or through Android, iTunes, or Google Play. If you want to talk to the host individually, I'm on Twitter at Connect. Joe is on Twitter at NAGP Returns, and Mike is on Twitter at Hyper90s.
those who haven't picked up on it already, we watched Bow this week. Also the high point of being a parent, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you raise your offspring to be more powerful than you. Yeah, I guess that's the case. In which case, my father is very disappointed. You got a pretty good one, Daniel. I got muscle mass enhancement. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. I want to punch the shit out of stuff. (laughs) What did you guys all get? Uh, Mike can project shields. I think based on, like, shields made of, like, Earth. Uh, Joe can deflect magic. Or he's magic immune, I should say. And I can turn into a raptor. That's tight. <laughs> so basically, basically, I'm a fucking Dio from Part 7. Hell yeah. Man, but what are your hero names? Um, our hero names are all pretty stupid. <laughs> Because uh, the other two didn't care. Um, Mike is Mexican Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is Unplottable Man because his power was Unplottable Magic. And deciding I didn't want to buck the fucking trend, I became Raptor. <laughs> Wait, what was Joe? Made. Unplottable Man. Unplottable? Yeah, because he had Unplottable Magic. Interesting. You're a raptor. Yep. <laughs> raptor cables? Uh, sure. Why not? Cables. No, wait. Let's keep it raptor. Let's also make my name... Yeah. Because uh, then I could be like Cementos. Power Cemento. Raptor power raptor. Hey. Really? In the living room. So, have you come up with a name, Daniel? It's a hard one. There's a, it's a, I mean, based on the uh, the image, it looks like I'd be able to really increase the mass. <laughs> we talking Hulk status here? We should have the word increasing in it. The engorged man. Increasing boy. Increasing boy. <laughs> I think Mr. that ma- <laughs> Oh god, that's perfect. Yeah. That's pretty tight. Mr. Fick. That's a good one.